Hi, welcome to Teshuva Return and Reboot. In our eighth podcast, we are going to discuss reflections on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. I am currently on the way back from a five-week session at a sleepaway camp as a mental health professional. This was my fifth summer as a psychologist at the camp. I feel really grateful to be part of the team there. It is a mission-driven camp that is in just an amazing experience and community. And I wanted to share some um, themes related to Chodesh Elul and they were also inspired by my experience working at camp. So continuing with the theme of Yud Gimel Midot HaRachamim, which are a cornerstone of our tefillot on the Yamim Noraim, in which we list thir- um, 13 characteristics of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Hashem, that we should, that we are trying to um, bring up or almost recognize on this day when we stand before God in trepidation and in fear. And we are trying both to, I think, remind Hashem, so to speak, of these characteristics of compassion and grace and mercy. And I think we're also perhaps trying to remind ourselves that when we're considering Teshuvah and growing and becoming our best selves, we are doing so in a way that emulates these very defining signature traits of God. One of the traits that we've discussed is Rachum, that God is one of compassion. And today I want to talk about Chanun, that Hashem is a God of grace or of giving, of generosity. That's how we're going to define it for our purposes today. So what does it mean that Hashem is um, giving? I wanted to explore the psychology around giving um, in a way to help us better understand how we ourselves can aspire to also be giving. Now, Rav Dessler, um, in his famous work, um, wrote that the writes about the main purpose or the main attribute of God is actually being giving and that by becoming more God-like, we actually can emulate God in, again, adopting this very characteristic of becoming givers ourselves. Professor Adam Grant, an organizational psychologist who works in the Warden School of Business, wrote a book on this subject called Givers and Takers, in which he categorizes people into three categories. He said there are people that are givers who constantly look for ways to be generous towards others, whether it's by giving them opportunities or resources or the benefit of the doubt. There are people that are matchers that look for um, for equality and look for justice in the way that they contribute to be also the way that they be matched by what they receive in a given relationship. And there are people that are takers, that look to get ahead, that are looking for opportunities for themselves, and don't mind if it's at the expense of others. Now, we may think that um, being a giver and one of our, um, imp- one of our, the stumbling blocks to really actualizing becoming a giver may be considering like that maybe it's the right thing to do, but it might not be the most effective thing to do. That even if it's godlike or divine to be a giver, but at the end of the day, the givers usually end last. And in addition to the actual um, practical 
challenges of constantly being giving of ourselves and how that feels. It may also be logically or intellectually challenging because we may convince ourselves that if we're always giving, then at the end of the day, we're not going to have status or power or position to actually have anything to give. So in that way, we could intellectually and emotionally feel that it's difficult to give, even if it's the right thing to do from a religious and spiritual perspective. So Adam Grant actually, through research in businesses and organizations and psychology, actually shows, brings evidence that it's actually givers that end up both in the highest levels of status in businesses and organizations and corporations and at the lowest levels, whereas takers and matchers end up in the middle. So according to his research, being a deliberate giver when you are in a community or an organization of other givers actually helps you get to the top. So not only can you um, can you, should you strive towards being a giver because it's a divine quality, but one should not think that logically or rationally being a giver will mean that they will not have the capacity to continue giving because they won't have the status or power to do so because research actually demonstrates that when givers are in a community or an organization where other people are oriented towards giving, it's the givers that end up in the most, um, in the most powerful positions. And, and then they are able to, again, um, influence their organization or community to reward and further those who are giving. So um, being a giver is something that is indeed sustainable and is indeed powerful. And by being a giver, not only are we um, emulating God ourselves, but we can invest in our community and our networks becoming more generous, more giving and more godlike themselves. So I feel really privileged, and again, sorry for the background noise because I'm en route home, um, for being having been part of a camp community that really celebrates the belief in giving. And one of the catchphrases in this camp and in many camps is Rosh Gadol, and really thinking about others. And it's amazing seeing how young adults and teenagers, when put in a position of being in a community where other are giving them unique opportunities to lead and to give really step up and are able to take on things big and small whether it's cleaning garbage laundry cooking schlepping and or really tending to nurturing inspiring and educated educating those who are younger and and really shepherding those who are vulnerable it's amazing to see how people really step into a community of givers and how being a giver is then not only reinforced but celebrated and empowered so um, i want to bless all of us that we are able to find communities where giving is the norm and the standard and where giving is celebrated and contagious. Have an amazing day.